What's up, everyone? Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you in on some exciting news. My favorite event of the year, Playbook 2022, is coming up this September. This is the third year Trainual's been running it, and if you attended the last two years, you know it gets better every time. So if you're a business owner, a people leader, a marketer, this event is for you. We have amazing speakers like the marketing master himself, Seth Godin. We've got brother and sister duo, Allison and Wes Felix. You may recognize Allison from the Olympics. She's a track and field star who's won tons of gold medals in her career. And now her and her brother own Sage, which is a lifestyle sneaker brand built for and by women. Plus, we've got Caitlin Crosby, who's the founder and CEO of The Giving Keys, Jason Freed, co-founder and CEO of Basecamp, Makita Mikado, founder and CEO of PandaDoc, and more. It's two days, September 21st and 22nd. It's all virtual, so you can log in from anywhere, and it's completely free. So trust me, you're not going to want to miss this. You will learn so much about how to build an incredible culture and a more efficient business than you've ever had before. So register now. Just go to playbook2022.com. Again, totally free. I'll see you there. I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. This audio is from an organized chaos live Q&A. And if you ever have burning questions for Chris that you would want answered on the podcast, just shoot him a message on LinkedIn. And if you don't want to miss our next organized chaos live stream, be sure to also follow Chris on LinkedIn where he'll share future updates. All right, next question is from Isaiah. Isaiah, I love messaging with you on LinkedIn. Uh, Labros, Labrose, I hope I'm saying your last name right. How did you know when it was time to create Trainual? Was it something that you noticed in the market while consulting? I love learning why. So the backstory with Trainual is, you know, I had been running my own business at this point, 23 years. So I guess at that point, it was probably 15, 16 years. And when I was doing this in my own company, I never thought of a, a, a tool for this. I was kind of cobbling together, uh, you know, WordPress, password protected sites and Google sites and documents and YouTube videos. And, and all of that stuff was how I made this work in my first business. And so when I moved on to consulting in my second business, I was going company to company to company. And I saw that every company had a desire to be turnkey. That was a big phrase back then. You wanted to like automate your business. You wanted everything to just be turnkey. And everyone's businesses had a sort of recipe to them, like the way things work. And so the initial idea for Trainual was, well, what if I just had something proprietary for my consulting business? Like, this is what I love doing. I love packaging together how people's businesses work. Let me just make a, a tool, a proprietary tool for my consulting work. And so the way that it started was there was a group of students that I've met locally in Arizona where I live, and they were working on this student project of an HR onboarding tool. So they didn't have any customers, any paying customers, but they had this kind of like proof of concept. And when they graduated, I said, hey, why don't we partner up? How about I come in and as a, as a partner, as an affiliate on this tool? They had all moved on to other businesses, other ideas. They were moving to Silicon Valley and they were kind of abandoning this tool. 
So I ended up purchasing the code base to this tool and then hiring some contract developers on the side that could help me turn it into what I was thinking was Trainual, the, the, the small business training manual that I had in my mind. And so I took their tool, which was really just like a way to invite people in and take them through steps of onboarding. And I started to design it around the roles and responsibilities that someone had in a business. And how do you flush out a full orientation? And I came up with the name Trainual, like a, it's a training manual. Put a little bit of effort, a little bit of money into this tool. And in early 2015, I had a prototype that I was able to launch to my consulting clients. And so I thought I was going to be some kind of software mogul from day one. Like you can even look up in the archives on my blog, chrisronzio.com, when I announced this thing and I said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm launching a software company. Uh, it, it's pretty funny to look back on, but I ended up getting three sales. So I got three people, three of my consulting clients to buy this thing. And it was not the windfall that I was expecting. And so over the next few years, Trainual was this thing that kind of sat on my shelf. It was there. I was giving it for free to my consulting clients. And I was slowly starting to think about how could this product be a mass market kind of tool. And so at the same time, I'm in all these groups, entrepreneurs, organization and, and uh, you know, startup groups. And I'm trying to figure out how to make my own business scale. I started hiring consultants, other consultants in other cities to do the consulting work that I was doing. And I used Trainual as the tool to train them. And so then something clicked and I thought this tool shows other people how to do things. And I thought back to my video business and how I could build on this tool. I started collecting feedback from my consulting clients and I just really started getting excited about it. I got all my employees and my consulting business excited about it. And we decided to, to take a chance on it. And so that was kind of the, the, the way that it happened. It was very organic. It was not that I noticed something in the market and put everything down and started working on this software product to change the world. It was that I was consulting and day by day learning and experiencing new businesses and new industries and little by little just really understanding how every entrepreneur wants to package together what they do in a more tangible way and create that playbook and how it's the playbook that empowers your people to really own their role and own what they do in the business. And so as those layers kept getting peeled back and I was seeing it more and more clearly, I got more and more excited until it was 2018 that we finally made uh, made the, 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 the burn the ships and, and went for it, tried to make the software company. Thanks, Isaiah, for that question. All right, Brandy Lawson, how have you found a schedule or rhythm for work and rest that works well for you and or your team? This is something we're experimenting with and would love to hear insights on what is working for others. So I think the schedule and rhythm for work and rest is a really personal thing. So what works for me is not necessarily going to work for you or for the other people on my team or your team. So I think it's important that each person figure out what their rhythm is. Um, we have a policy of great flexibility at Trainual because we want everyone to be able to, to some extent, set their own hours. And as long as they're overlapping and having uh, reasonable amounts of collaboration time with their other uh, team members, um, we want them to do what works best for them. So if you're a morning person, work early. If you're a night person, work late. Uh, if you've got family commitments during certain hours, work around those commitments. That's totally fine as long as you're uh, you know, getting your work done and showing up balanced and ready to, to, to work. So for me personally, 
I work about an eight to five day is kind of like a normal day for me, sometimes eight to four. Um, I am up usually at 5.30 or six. I work out in the morning, so I do like a run or a hike or a bike ride or swimming sometimes. I don't love swimming, but when I'm training for a race, I, I do that. And that time allows me to listen to podcasts and just get my mind straight, think about what I want to accomplish for the day. So it's really important time for me. I spend time with my kids in the morning. I've got two young kids, um, making sure that I have some kind of fun interactions with them or I help with their breakfast and seeing them off for the day. And then I plug in eight to five and uh, get my work done. So now the actual work I'm doing varies day by day by day. So in a normal week, Mondays and Thursdays are my internal meeting days. That helps me stay heads down and there for my team, preparing for any internal meetings that I've got, all my one-on-ones, all our team meetings, the all-hands meeting. Those are Mondays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Wednesdays tend to be external days or just project days or blocks of work sessions. And then Friday for me tends to be a lot of content creation or press, or if I'm going to take an afternoon off or something, I would do it on a Friday. And so Fridays are sort of those flex days. So I try to arrange my week schedule and my day schedule to accommodate me and make sure that I feel like I've got the most energy to get the most work done. And then I unplug and can be there for my family. That might be different for you. So Brandy, I'm curious to hear what works for you and, uh, you know, put it, put it in the comments if you're listening or message me on LinkedIn. Um, that's, that's what works for me. All right. Next question here from Amy Rourke Jones. Uh, I would love to learn more about how do we sell the value of more efficient training to our boards and executives? I work in marketing and our team is growing at least uh, as it is across departments, but that is sometimes a difficult transition. Okay. So let me summarize this one for Amy. How do we sell the value of training to our boards and executives? How do you convince the rest of your team that training is a good idea? Well, I think there, there's a quote, uh, I want to say it's a Henry Ford quote, but it's a quote that says, what's worse uh, the, the what's worse than not training our employees or what's worse than, gosh, let me get this right. What's worse than not training our employees? No, what's worse than training our employees and having them leave? That's the, that's the quote. Um, because you put all this energy into people and then, and then they leave and they're gone. Well, what's worse than training our people and having them leave? Not training them and having them stay. Like we should all be investing in the professional development of our people because we all want to see that ROI on our payroll expenses improve. We all want to get a better return and a better output for the people on our teams. And so how else do you do that except investing and showing those people the best possible ways to do things? And so internal training, teaching people how you do what you do, gets them up to speed faster for new employees that start on the team. It's kind of like insurance against anybody transitioning out and taking on a new role because it's easier to backfill and get the new person up and running. And then it improves productivity, improves uh, profitability across all of your people because you might have people on the team that are doing things inconsistently and your profits are just kind of slipping out the, the cracks because people are not doing things the optimal way. And so if you don't have executives or a board that appreciates profitability, productivity, professional development, then I would say it's more of a cultural organizational problem. 
You know, uh, people working at the business shouldn't have to convince someone that in order to scale effectively, we need to invest in these things. So I would make sure that you're crystal clear, giving that feedback that how are we trying to scale? What are the goals for this business? Are we going to do that with a, a large number of people? Are we going to bring more people in here? Um, do we need to get more out of our existing people? Like start to have that why conversation and use that to frame the what, which is investing in more internal training. That's how I would focus on this. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.